Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we are chatting about bras, so stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello, Steffi. What's up? I had a vision of how I was going to die today. Oh, tell me more. Uh, I was just, uh, you know, in the bathroom, as you have to do multiple times a day. Uh-huh. And uh, I was pulling my pants up, and my pants are very long, and I kind of tripped <laughs> as I was pulling them up. And I'm like, this is how I'm going to die. I'm going to trip on my pants. Make myself fall, crack my head on the countertop, and I will die alone in my bathroom. With my pants not up around my butt. My pants I mean, my yeah. Knees. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I had a real panic moment in a, in a similar fashion this weekend. So for listeners, I work a couple Saturdays a month at our friend's restaurant And I worked this last Saturday, and it was very hot outside. And the air conditioner was kind of on the fritz at the restaurant. And so it was, like, fine for customers. But for all of us staff who were, like, either in the kitchen the whole time or, like, I work front of house, so I'm in and out of the kitchen and I'm running around. It was very hot and sweaty. And at one point it slowed down a little bit, and I had to pee. And I went to go pee, and I absolutely had a Ross from Friends leather pants moment trying to pull my jeans back up because they were, Mm -hmm. like, soaking wet. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are they going to go? Are they going to? Can I do it? Is it going to happen? Am I going to be stuck without my pants? And stuck in this restaurant bathroom? Thankfully, I was able to get them up and like back on but I absolutely had a panic moment about it oh yeah it's like when you go like if you go running and get all sweaty or hiking or like you're in a one-piece swimsuit and then you decide you have to go to the bathroom and you're like is it worth it is it worth going to the bathroom because I I might not be able to get my clothes back on I definitely because I have a one-piece swimsuit and that I wear sometimes and I have gotten really good at pulling the crotch to the side so I can pee. It's a skill. It is a skill because, yeah, getting it like off and back on when it's wet, it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm glad that we both had some like panic induced moments <laughs> relating to our pants around our ankles lately. I mean, you know, we keep it classy around here. We're the, like the classiest people I know. <laughs> I mean, and also we're going to talk about underwear anyway, so honestly, we might as well get things going. Honestly, it's it all scans, yeah. Because let's talk about bras, you guys. We're we got we've got a lot oh, to say. 
Good law to say so much. You actually did some research for this episode. I love it when you do some Megan research. (laughs) I figured we could fill the whole hour with just ranting, which is very valid, but also I thought it'd be interesting to take a little bit of, of a look at bras and history of bras and things like that. Let's do it. Tell me about the history of bras. Well... First of all, did you know that bras actually have kind of been around in some form since the 14th century BC? What? Yeah, so there's art depicted with like women wearing bra-like clothing. Gross. From way back then. No, no thank you. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing that seems to be um depicted necessarily past like there's art and there's also been um I feel like there's been like bra kind of breastplate armor situations uh-huh. uh but it's been unclear whether those have been you know warrior things or like for people to just wear <laughs> interesting yeah but we haven't I think there's a big gap basically since then until from what we mainly know as like the beginning of the end for women, which is the corsetry. Yeah. So which starts about the 16th century. That was like the main form of support, as they would say. Um, I you know to enhance the boobs, make you look feminine, make your waist look really tiny, but also make your hips look big because you gotta have big hips to have the babies. We gotta have those childbearing hips. <laughs> yeah, they actually had ones. They st- they had not just the long ones, but they had short ones too, which I didn't know. And then they also had like multiple pieces of corsets, like the the waist part would be separate from the top part. That sounds extra terrible. I know. Like, I'm thinking about how hard it is just to get in a normal bra, to be completely honest. To be fairish, most of the people that wore corsets had multiple servants to help them get dressed every day. I mean, this is Or at least, you know, your mother or your sister or, you know, other people to help you take care of it. This is true. If you were alone, I don't know that you would have any bother to wear a corset right so like yeah there's no way you could have gotten it on yeah so I'm, I'm not sure what women who like you know if their mothers died and they were the only girl in the I don't know what they did you know what I think about this a lot when I watch um Outlander <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have okay I this I have thought about this with Outlander because so she starts off in the what forties, and yes, guess, after it's like right after World War Two. Yeah, so I guess like that still would have been the era of wearing girdles potentially, but then she ends up back in like seventeen, the like the seventeen forties or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's wearing, she has to like go into wearing corsets. I. I just gotta say, I have thought I, I have watched all of the seasons of Outlander that are on Netflix, so I've had a lot of episodes to think about this. She <laughs> must have loved Jamie a whole lot 
to willingly stay and then go back to, again, the era of wearing corsets, when she could have gone back to the 40s and not have had to wear a corset. Right. Like, it's a a lot to give up. It's a lot. (laughs) Like, she must have really loved him. Anyway, that's my, that's just my little sidebar about how much I thought about corsets and wearing them. While yeah, I think TV. most <laughs> m- most modern women, their experience with corsets has been like uh, generally like your wedding dress. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's also like m- a lot of those have like that same corset boning, and also some of them just actually are corsets. Yeah, mine top, had a but... mine had a the boning, and then it had um, the t- the corset laced back. And I definitely... Like you had to be laced in? Yeah, I had to be laced in. My mom was the only one who, like, knew how to do it. And so she <laughs> got me into it. And then she, like, before we left our wedding reception, she had to, like, tell my husband how to get me out of the dress without destroying it. <laughs> so that was... It was definitely a thing. And I definitely got out of it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I did love that dress, but I was relieved to be out of it at the end of the evening. <laughs> I like breathing. Uh-huh. It's fine. So in about the Victorian era, uh, there was kind of the rise of modern doctors somewhat. Okay. And so people decided, hey, you know, actually we're kind of worried about people wearing corsets because, A, it's hard to breathe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we're not quite sure, like, what we're doing to the body down there, like, messing, mm-hmm. squeezing everything really close. So there was these health concerns developing, and then there was the feminist reform movement that was starting. And the feminist movement was realizing that, hey, we're in a corset. It makes it, like, really hard to be active and go around town and Mm. now that women were starting to be you know more um in the workforce a little bit and like starting to be outside the home more often sure they're just like couldn't be wearing corsets because they were doing more than just entertaining people for afternoon tea yeah they were doing more than sitting around eating tea and biscuits yeah so there were actually lots of different people who were trying to come up with a bra but um, it's actually a woman who is recognized as having the first patent on the modern bra. Her name is uh, Hermione. It's, it's like Hermione, but it's not. It's her. I don't know how to say it. I apologize to the Cadol legacy <laughs> here. Looks like maybe Hermione? Her, Hermini? 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 Something. Hermini Cadol. Anyway, I'm not sure. Again, apologies. But she has a patent for the first modern bra from 1889. This does not really look like what we know as a bra, but it's, you know, got sort of bra-like situations happening. And then uh, about four years later, Marie Tusick in the United States came up with one that has separate pockets for each boob. So like a cup, basically. What we know it has pockets. Yes, pockets <laughs> for your boobs. Um, which was above a metal supporting plate and closures with hook and eye. And uh, the metal supporting plate is basically the precursor of the underwire. Fuck yeah. 
which Underwire. boo i was telling you the other day i was i was going about my day and i was like oh there's something that feels weird in my bra like did i drop a, a cracker down there or something because <laughs> also it <the> happened <laughs> <laughs> i might have dropped food down my bra who knows it turns out there was a hole in my bra and the underwear was stabbing me all day long the worst i remember the first time that happened to me i was in i actually might have still been in junior high or high school and i was on like a church youth group trip and on we were in the van or whatever and i remember i was sitting next to my childhood best friend and i was like this under like i literally had to have her like like shield me while I reached in and pulled out the underwire from the bra because it was like stabbing me and it hurt so bad. <laughs> I was very happy to throw that bra away. <laughs> be, be gone. Yes. <laughs> I cast You're you awful. away. Underwires are horrible. Um, so bras are starting to catch on a little bit and then World War One happens which means metal shortages. And mm-hmm. corsets were made with a bunch of metal. Yeah. So women were encouraged, basically by the government, to move away from corsets and to modern bras instead. And then uh, in the 1930s, lots of companies came around designing improvements. They came up with cup sizing all sorts of options for bras there's lots of different styles um i think bras like start to get you know more attention in i want to you know like glamour type shots of movie stars you know like those yeah. like pointy bra situations uh-huh um what we and think then, of as like pinup girl style yeah yep um, and then in the 1940s for like you know i can't remember if this is during the war or just after it but um you know women were in the workforce there again too and a lot of companies uh because they had an influx of women decided to have dress codes and they came up with these special bras that were supposed to in theory protect them Mm. they claimed from like projectiles or whatever because they were working with equipment and also because bras gave a notice of good taste anatomical support and morale no absolutely not i isn't that disgusting that is so gross you have to wear a bra because it's good for morale (laughs) i don't absolutely not yeah i don't understand but ever since the 1940s, uh, companies have been working more and more to improve bras and, I guess, uh, kind of encourage us to own as many bras as possible, I feel like. Yeah. And um, I don't really feel like we've quite hit on it. There's, you know, there's some yeah, stuff. I feel, like, ab- I feel like improve goes in air quotes. Right. There's also uh, the feminist movement in, you know, the 1970s where everybody's like, bra burning, bra burning. And there's some argument about whether bra burning happened or not. But 
I think this, you know, the stereotype is that feminists and hippies and stuff, they don't wear bras and la la la. And then the 80s, it kind of came back around again when everybody was very obsessed with how they looked in the 80s. Right. And now, I feel like right now, we're just in like this wild wonderland of a bra stuff happening. It's, yeah, it it's is a, a lot. Very, it's sort of like the Wild West because there's a lot of happening with bras, but then there's a lot, like, I, I will say, the older and also more like hippie feminist that I get, the less I give a shit about the bras that I wear. <laughs> so I also kind of finally understand that like stereotypical 70s burn the bra type of f- feminism. <laughs> right. Right. So, but I, cause I started wearing bras when I was 10. Whew. Yeah, I developed real early. Um, I was like a D cup by the time I was in eighth or ninth grade. Oh, man. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I have had a long history of wearing <laughs> bras and being super self-conscious about my boobs. And like, I just have these very, very vivid memories of just going bra shopping and dreading it because every time I would end up crying because nothing fit right and the stuff that fit right was so ugly. And all of my friends had these cute little boobs and then they got to wear cute little boob bras. (laughs) And I definitely could not wear any of those. And, like, also, like, and I, I, I hope that we are getting into a better era and that this is not as much the case anymore. But, like, when you and I were in school, like, if your bra strap was showing, that was, like, a, that was, like, a bad thing in terms of, like, dress code and um also there was just so much like stigma i guess around like having big boobs in a way of like i cuz i i wore like the super padded bras because i like didn't want my nipples to show I was super self-conscious about the fact that I had big boobs. Like, it was just a whole thing. Well, let's talk about let's talk about sizing for a minute. Ugh. So si- like aside from the, there's the being not being able to find cute options is a huge problem to begin with, partially yes. because we are taught that our boobs are super sexual. Yes. And your underclothes should be super sexy and super cute. And yes. even if you're not dressing for our, so the attraction of someone else, it's supposed to make you feel better and blah, 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 blah. Well, this is not always possible. Yes. Because the options literally do not exist. They don't. And then the other thing is that even if you have some options... You don't necessarily know 
what size you are. Because just like every other piece of women's clothing, the sizing is inconsistent. Right. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> First of all, like I, I, boobs are very weird because they all have different shapes and everything. So it's yes. not like you can necessarily measure it perfectly. But a band size, you should be able to measure. And somehow that still doesn't even work. Right. Like, it's supposed to be just, like, numbers. You just measure. Right. That's it. Yeah. But then there's, like, the sizing across countries is obviously different. But then even in the United States, there's, like, things called a double A or a triple A, which means it's smaller than an A. But that if you get to a D or a double D, a double D is bigger than a D. Yes. So I'm like, <laughs> and then to make it even more complicated, there's like a double D, but some brands say that's an E. Yes. A triple D, D some people say that's an F, and then there's many other ones are like G and H, and it just gets insane. Uh-huh. So like, wh- what are you supposed to do? Is That's a great question. <laughs> I, I am those big sizes, and I still don't know the, the answer to that question. Like, because also, so you can go to Victoria's Secret, and their supposed experts can measure you, and they will absolutely not get the size right. And well, first of all, let's just say, let's just point out that their experts are 17 year old high school girls. Yes. They like, absolutely are children. And. <laughs> They, well, and also, Victoria's Secret is not particularly size inclusive. No, they never have been. They never have been. And so I have never been able, like, I was able to buy bras at Victoria's Secret, like, when I was in high school, and, like, that's it. But they still didn't fit me particularly well. Like, I've never really been able to shop at Victoria's Secret for bras. And... They pretty much max out. Like, once you get to a D cup, that's pretty much where you max out. Um, they have a few double Ds, but not that many. And again, they're, like, not really, historically, have not really been, like, the cute bras. Um, I have always had to, like, go to specialty stores or order online to find anything in my size that actually fits. There used to be, actually, there used to be a store here in town that had, that was, like, incredibly size inclusive, and they had great bras, and it was one of those little stores where you walked in, and all the ladies working there were, like, in their they were all between like 50 and 70 years old and had been doing this for 172 years and could like pretty much look at you and be like, Oh yes, honey. It looks like you're wearing a, you know, a 34 C, but actually you should be wearing a 32 triple D or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could just like magically pull the right, bra off it was a magical place I'm very sad that it closed because it actually was pretty excellent um but like that's one of the only times I've ever gone to a store and had sizing done that was actually correct the all of the other bras that I purchased that were the right size I did like extensive research 
to figure out why my bras weren't fitting right and to figure out what size I was probably supposed to be. Right. Because it's, it, 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 it just, most people are not just like the standard 34C that you can buy at Target. Right. Exactly. I was going to talk, talk about the, the cup sizing. Mm-hmm. Because it's real weird. So, like a 34C and a 36C are not the same size. Like, you think, oh, a C cup, a C cup is the same across 34, 36, 38. No, 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 no. Like, the volume of the cup changes across the band sizes. So, a 34... C is going to be a different volume cup than a 36C and that's going to be a different volume cup than a 38C. Right. So you actually have to like a 32D bra cup is going to be the same like volume as a 30 double D or 30E or a 34C. It's completely bananas. It's too confusing. I don't know. Like, it, it's just messed up. It is completely messed up. So it, it's one of those where, like, I mean, it is helpful. It is actually helpful to know that because if you do go to a store and, like, if you need something and they don't have it in your size, like, if I need a 32 triple D, I can sometimes wear a 34 double D. So I know like if I try the 32 triple and it doesn't quite fit or they don't have it, sometimes I can wear a 34 double and be fine. So it is helpful to know sometimes, but like nobody teaches you this information. No. And then you'd have to remember, like you remember which of your two sizes like go together so you have to remember each time like which of those which is the one that's the right one that's supposed to go with it yes yeah it's very dumb they should just put all the label they should put the same label on each like if you get the you know the bras all have their own like 34c 36c blah 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 they should put every size that it actually is on the same label they really should like you might also be (laughs) right like please help me something there's this website that has been going around recently actually called a bra that fits.org and it um shows how you should be measuring yourself (laughs) because most people i think just measure like when you're standing up Mm -hmm. and they measure like across under the boob and like one other thing and that's fine but you're actually supposed to measure like six different ways so you're supposed to measure it loose. You're supposed to measure comfortably snug. You're supposed to measure super tight. You're supposed to measure standing. You're supposed to measure like halfway bent over so your boobs are hanging down. And then you're also supposed to do it laying down. Bless. Yeah. And then that, all of that together is supposed to help you actually get your good measurement. Uh, truly bananas. Yeah. And it's also... You have to do it while you're not wearing a bra. I think a lot of people measure themselves while right. they're wearing a bra, which is not going to help you whatsoever. Right. Yeah. And all and 
like once you get the bra on, you're supposed to get on, and then you're supposed to like lift and scoop your boob <laughs> into the cup, and like it's just I. God help you if you're on your period and oh my god, like I. <laughs> Girl, when I was breastfeeding, my boobs went up like two sizes, like two cup sizes. You know, it was horrible. There's a lot of benefits to being very infertile. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it would be good. Like, at first you're like, oh, yeah, look at me. Uh, but you have to buy all new bras. They go up and down during the day. Ugh. <laughs> like, it was not a joyous time. You could not really enjoy them. I just, uh, I was always afraid of what was going to happen if I got pregnant. And, like, what was I going to do with my boobs? Like... I mean, not everybody gets enormous boobs, but... I would have. I would I have. I definitely did. I, I just... I, like, what? I So, <laughs> I just... It was one of those where I was like, I already can't buy bras. I'm not sure that being pregnant would really help this situation. So, you know what? For me, I guess being infertile is okay because <laughs> I didn't have to worry about it. So... <laughs> I think it's interesting that you also mentioned when you first started wearing bras, you wore padded ones because you didn't yeah. want anyone to see your nipples, which, first of all, understandable when you're like 12 years old because yes. boys are horrible and also yes. grown men are horrible. Yes. Especially and, when it comes to teenage girls. Disgusting. Yes. And let's remember back to our purity culture episode where I grew up in the church where like massively over-sexualized for things that should not have been. Exactly. So first of all, like, we were just talking about breastfeeding. Okay, that's what the boobs are for breastfeeding. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're having kids or not. That's what they are there for anatomically. Yes. Get over it. (laughs) Secondly. um, The other thing is that, like, you can literally see guys' boob nipples all the time. All of like, the all time. All the time. And no one cares. No. Like. No. All the time. And also, like, the other thing is, if someone is like you and they already have large boobs, you don't want to wear any more padding. No. You just want to wear something for support. You don't need more padding. Yes. That's literally just it. It's like, just to keep them from flopping around all over the place. Yes. Well, I know for some people with, like, smaller boobs, like, not wearing a bra is really comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. It, my boobs are big enough. Not wearing a bra is not necessarily comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, you get the, like, the the, the, the chafing underneath or the just, there's just <laughs> too much flopping around. And, like, at the end of the day, it's fine. But, like, all the time during the day, it's just not necessarily it's just too much. Yeah, it's just too yeah. much. So, like, even yeah. just, like, a sports bra or whatever is a little bit better. And that's literally... I <laughs> I stopped wearing underwires when Eden was born. And then the pandemic hit. And I really just lost all of my fucks. And I have, I think I've worn an underwire bra maybe twice in the last 18 months. Yeah. I have all of these underwire bras just like hanging from a hook in my bedroom or, and then more in my bathroom. They've just been there. 
chilling. <laughs> Neglected. Yeah. I've just, I've just been wearing like sports bras and like just like more like comfy like bralette situations, which are also hard to find in my size. But at this point, I just don't give a shit. I just get whatever. <laughs> and that's just how I've been rocking my life the last year and a half. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't care anymore. But even sports bras have those stupid pads. Oh. They have like those little freaking circle things that like, yeah, or I've, triangles that just I like. I finally threw uh, most of mine away. I thought if they have, so some of the bras that I have, some of the sports bras that I have, have the little hole so you can take them out. Because oh if you, every time you wash them, they like get all scrunched up. And I then genuinely. And you have to put them back in place. Like I what genuinely the, have the lost. Point? hours of my life rearranging this stupid thing not uh, a pull so okay here here's the process you pull the bra out of the laundry and you go to put it on and you realize oh one of the pads is like folded in half and is like shoved in the corner Mm -hmm. so then you have to like get it flattened back out and back in the middle where it's supposed to be and then you realize oh shit the other one is just missing entirely. It's just, it's just gone. It's just gone. So then you have to dig through the laundry because you're me and you haven't bothered to fold your laundry. And you're pulling it straight out of the dryer. And you dig and you dig and you dig and you dig. And maybe you find it. Maybe you don't. Maybe the dryer ate it. Maybe it's in the land where all of the missing socks go. <laughs> like... And then if you do find it, then you have to get it back in and in place. And then you get the bra on. And then you got to get them rearranged once it's on you. Honestly, hours, hours of my life I've lost to this. And so when I threw all my fucks out the window, I also threw away all of the sports bra pads that I could pull out. I think I have most of mine out now as well. Uh, I think I have a, a few swimsuits maybe that still have them in because I haven't like gone swimming or anything so they're just yeah. kind of hanging out but I just don't like I, I don't know like working out I definitely don't care but going to the pool like we're basically all in our underwear anyway <laughs> right like who what does it matter cares? <laughs> I just maybe it's because we're like old buried ladies and so we're just like whatever but also, I don't know. I feel like I'd kind I would be like this if I were not married too. I don't know. I I just I can't care anymore. I just don't have time for it anymore. I think no. I'm just tired of all I'm just tired of all of it. And the other thing I just have so many things about bras that I would want don't complain about. But so the fact that you mentioned, you know, it was a big deal if your bra strap would show. I had a boss, actually, and she was a woman who was like, oh, it just, it just really grates on my nerves if I see bra straps hanging out of people's shirts. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Who cares? But so you're shamed for, like, wearing a bra. Yes. And then you're also shamed for not wearing a bra. Yes. And you're shamed if you have small boobs. Uh-huh. And you're shamed if you have big boobs. But yes. also... They promote products to have the small boob people get big boobs. Yes. Like like the fucking Wonder Bra or like the water one. Oh, God. (laughs) And like the Uh. mega crazy push-up ones. Yes. Like what what are we 
doing? so mad also another thing about big boob bras is that larger bras come with larger straps so like as a teenager i also could just never wear like spaghetti strap anything because i didn't have spaghetti strap size bras straps they were right. always like these big thick straps because they had to hold up my boulders of boobs, I guess. <laughs> so I, it was, I, and I mean, I still, when I like shop for clothes, I have basically trained my brain to just completely ignore anything that has spaghetti straps. Like, I mean, they just dig into your shoulder anyway. They do tend to just dig into your shoulder anyway. But like, I, there's like entire, just sections of clothing that my brain just doesn't even register as being an option for me ever because (laughs) in my mind I still I like oh well I have to wear I can't not wear a bra and my bra is definitely gonna like look stupid under that because it's got a thicker strap than whatever the spaghetti strap is like I I, yeah I still am just like what I just completely don't even. Now I need to get like a, a strapless one, and those oh, never fit properly. Oh, <laughs> is there anything worse than a strapless bra in the summer? Mm. Oh God, no. And you're like sweaty, and it's like falling down, and you're trying to like pull. That's I I, I talked about the like leather the like. Ross Geller leather pants moment earlier. <laughs> that is like the even worse thing. You're like your your strapless bra is like basically around your belly button, and you're like sweaty, and you're like trying to get it back up while you're like in this dress. It's just the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Those are all the times where I'm like, can I get away with not wearing a bra? Is this dress tight enough that I could just not wear a bra? <laughs> And then I never do it, and I always have regrets. Like, which could be, which would be worse here? Like, which situation? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have absolutely like gotten. I, I've never done it while I'm still at an event, but I've definitely like gotten in the car, like literally, like gotten in the car to go home. You close the door to the car before I've even put my seatbelt on I've taken my strapless bra off (laughs) and like thrown it on the on the floor of the car like nah fuck this thing (laughs) it's the worst (laughs) we will burn them later yeah honestly I have I have a number that we could probably use to start a nice bonfire (laughs) because it's just they're so bad so bad so in the last uh I want to say five years, maybe a little bit before that. Uh, there, I feel like there's been this like huge surge of online bra stores. Mm-hmm. So just the ones that I know of, I'm sure there's more. There's Third Love, there's Lively, there's Adore Me, there's NYX, there's Richer Poor, there's True & Co. I'm sure there are more. And they're all... First of all, they all promise that they can cater to 
large sizes. Uh huh. Which is not true, first of all. Like maybe larger, like yeah. larger than Victoria's Secret, which is yeah. not a huge stretch. Right. But like, you're not going to be buying your size H bras at these websites for the no. most part. I I will preface that by saying I have not looked at every single one of these websites. <laughs> <laughs> but when I had looked at them bef- at other ones before, like they didn't necessarily cater to larger people. And that's not even like it's not an issue for me for bras, but I would like to be able to recommend stores to other people. Right. And... I I get that there are issues around creating clothes for people with bigger boobs. It's the whole, like, fabric thing and the cost ratio and blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you're, if you're saying you're doing it, then actually do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is absolutely. I actually, I'm trying to remember, um the some of the best like plus size plus size bras larger size bras Mm -hmm. um that i have had actually came from like uh uk like lingerie shops um interesting yeah and like they definitely had like cute stuff and stuff like that was in the like larger sizes um but which i actually discovered those when i did the um, boudoir shoot with Corey we had on a few weeks ago um like because she has a list of um stores like she, like when you do your consult with her like she'll t- she'll say like okay about what size are you and then she'll send you um shops that have stuff like in your size um, which was really great i definitely discovered a few um folks a few places that i had never shopped from but yeah most of those like we're gonna solve all your bra problems shops are full of shit they're full yeah of i shit. think that- a, a lot of them, they're, they're like, what they're promising is like, oh, well, we have more sizes, which like they might have, they might start to be somebody who's like saying that we carry size E, but we just mm-hmm. talked about how size E is like, might be the same as another size. Mm-hmm. So is it really carrying more sizes or are you just like recognizing the whole labeling issue? Right. Um... I do think on a lot of them, they're somewhat more comfortable than ones I have gotten at, like, Victoria's Secret or Target. But I will say that one of the ones I got at one of those stores is the one that stabbed me the other day. (laughs) (laughs) It's dead to you. It is dead to me. And also, like, I got, so I got, like, five bras from this place, and, uh... Like, the elastic just did not hold up on, like, any of them. Yeah, that's the worst when the elastic starts to crap out and, like, you put it on the, the, the smallest, like, hook size and it still, like, is riding up by the end of the day and you're like... Yeah. And it was, like, not just cool. that, but it was, like, you could see how, like, it was... It was fraying in a way, you know, like how elastic, mm-hmm. elastic frays in a specific way, and I can't mm-hmm. describe it, but I'm sure everyone listening kind of understands. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> it frays in a certain way, and they all kind of like frayed in the band. And I was like, okay. like I don't necessarily hand wash all of my bras, but also. It's not like they've been in the washing machine 500 times. I wash my bras like once a year. Okay. Um, I, I, okay, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I, st- I do not wash my bras very often. My sports bras and stuff, like now that I, whatever. Um, but like most of the time, I, I wash them when I'm like, hmm, this kind of stinks. I should probably wash this bra. <laughs> I'm like the worst. It's like jeans. I'm like, oh, I guess I should wash my jeans after I've worn them for two weeks in a row. Well, jeans, apparently you're not really supposed to wash. But bras, I feel like you are supposed to I mean, to you're wash. probably supposed to. But I've always been terrible about it because I'm disgusting. So I've heard some whatever. people say that you're only supposed to wear a bra once and wash it, which is just not. That is ridiculous absolutely not going to happen. Maybe like a sports bra I wash because I sweat a lot. Right. Like, especially if, sure. yeah, if you're like, especially if you're wearing it to work out and you're not like me and you just wear them to exist in your everyday life. Like. I will wear right. it once, twice. If I'm working out, it's once and then it's going in the wash. But like, if I'm just like wearing it, whatever, I'll wear it a couple days and wash it. But also like, okay, if you're supposed to wear it once and then wash it, that basically means you have to have like seven bras and they're expensive. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how fucking expensive decent bras are? <laughs> like... Okay. Even not, I mean, even not decent ones. Like, even just not all... decent ones are expensive, but the not decent ones are definitely going to fall apart faster than the more expensive ones. But the more expensive ones can run you like $70. Yeah. Seven zero people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's expensive. I'm trying to remember how much I paid for nursing bras. Oh my God. I don't even because, yeah, like the good ones, because you want to have like a good one has to be comfortable and blah, blah, blah. Like they start at like $40. It's ridiculous. Unless you get like the really cheap, like hanging out in your bed ones, which also I approve of. Right. So, but like, yeah, they're just, it's not a lot of fabric. And, like, I've realized that we've been through hundreds of years of technological improvements, but also, so have (laughs) t-shirts. And also, have we really, are they that much better than they were in the 40s? Like, I'm not fully convinced. I'm really not. I do think it's interesting, though, that in this past year, for sure, like, so it's been a year and a half, mm-hmm. and it has been, like, quite the year and a half because so much, I think, has shifted mm-hmm. in so many ways across on a lot of things. But one of the things, which is this was not just limited to the past year and a half, but the panorama, like, put it in focus. Uh-huh. But recently, there has been more of a ref like for women's bodies it's been more of a refocus on people's health uh-huh and their well-being and less about the male gaze uh-huh. and what women are getting from men and how they look and all of this and i really appreciate that yes and i think that um 
then the pandemic, and then everyone's just, like, we're just all all in on cozy now. Yes. Like, we're just super into cozy. <laughs> and like you said, like, we're getting rid of underwires, wearing sports bras, which are also sometimes kind of awful because you, like, rip your shoulder trying to take the damn things <laughs> off sometimes. But, like, we're yes. in, like, bandos, like, just practically just wearing tank tops. Like, we just want to be comfortable because now we don't care anymore. And I think I almost, like, there's one thing that's you and I are very old and we're just, like, ugh, tired of it. We've been wearing bras for a billion years and we are mm-hmm. over it. But also I think, like, Gen Z has been... Like, we were making fun of, uh, oh, the Visco Girls. Yes. You know, last year. But also, I think those are the girls who were just like, I don't care about wearing fancy brows anymore. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. You know what? And like, you know, you know let's I, just wear sweatpants. I don't let's care. Let's just wear it. Let's do it. Let's be cute. Let's wear sweatpants. Let's wear tank tops. Let's, it's whatever. I, you know, like, okay. Now, if you if you want to wear the padded, you know, the padded bras with the all the cute whatever the underwires, like if you really want to wear those, go for it. Like if you genuinely feel more comfortable in those, all power to you. I probably would have said the same thing. I pro- that's pro- I probably been like, oh, I'm just more comfortable in these um, before I really like stopped and then was able to really recognize why I thought I was more comfortable in them. And that was the male gaze. Um, and now I'm like, no, I, I just, I am here for this. You know what? I don't need to be living up to anyone's particular expectations. And especially with my boobs. Amen. I just don't. Yeah. And yeah, like I still have, you know, super fancy underwire padded, blah, 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 blah. And like, I'll pull it out if I want to like feel fancy or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. they're still nice bras, but also like I don't feel... Like, I definitely don't feel like I need to put on fancy bras for my husband. Right. First of all, he's already married to me. (laughs) He's already stuck with you. (laughs) Secondly, your bra's under your shirt. Yes. Not going to get seen. Thirdly, he really could care less what I'm wearing. Yeah. And generally, the less I am wearing, the better. Right? Like, uh huh. Correct. They don't, they don't actually care that much. I can wear a bra. Like, Like they really don't. I can wear a bra so many times before my husband will be like, is that a new bra? I would literally never notice unless I was like parading (laughs) around in it. He would not at all. (sighs) Yeah. And and usually he only notices like, Two seconds before it ends up on the floor anyway. So, again, what was the purpose? Right. Like, if it genuinely makes you feel good, and it genuinely makes you feel sexier, 
then go for it. Wear it. Power to you. Like, I, I am all for that. And, like, there are definitely moments like that for me. But I don't feel like we need to be making that, like, our priority day to day just because we think that that's what we should be doing. Exactly. I'll tell you what has been unexpectedly making me feel very good in terms of that department. Yes. Uh, So I've been seeing this company advertise on Instagram and a bunch of people that I know were tagging them. And I was like, oh, those are kind of cute. They look comfy, but there's they don't have like that many styles. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend the money because it's they're kind of expensive. So I'll I'll wait. And then I realized we were doing this episode. <laughs> I was like I should order some so I can wear it to be able to talk about it on this episode. And luckily, my package arrived yesterday. <laughs> oh, good timing. So today I am wearing. A bra and underpants from ARC, A-R-Q, and their website is shoparc.com. Okay, I'm on But so they have, like, two different kinds of bras, and then, like, a crop tank top, a leotard, and, like, a high-waisted underpant. I love a high-waisted undie. Okay, so first of all, I did not, I I for sure thought a high-waisted underwear was not going to be comfortable not gonna oh. be cute. Not gonna be sexy at all. I feel so good in it. I love it. It feels I have, amazing. I have a few pairs of high waisted undies from Me Undies, mm-hmm. and I love them. I adore them. They're so soft and just really comfortable. And like, it doesn't bother me that they're high waisted because I'm also wearing high waisted pants. Right. So it's not like they're peeking out or anything. And even if they were, I probably wouldn't care. Because let's also <laughs> mention. The thing, we were talking about nipples. It's the same thing as, like, people getting all worked up about seeing a panty line. Right. You know what? Yeah, I'm fucking wearing underwear. I got undies on, okay? I am fine that you know that I am wearing underwear. Because <laughs> I would rather truth. know that you're wearing underwear than think that maybe you're not. <laughs> like... Like, why is this a problem at all? Right. Why I is this don't even understand. A dis- why is this even a discussion? Like, why are we stressed about it, y'all? Also. I love, I love the colors of all of these. They are, yeah, that's kind of what drew me in was all the colors. But <laughs> also, if women's pants weren't so stupid, no one would worry about underwear because you wouldn't be able to see it. This is. Unlike men's pants, which somehow magically never show underpants. Yes. Like, that's a whole nother, another day we will talk about underwear in general. But <laughs> I was just really surprised. I've been wearing uh, the underpants and bra, not the, it's the wide strap bra, not the newer one, um, all day long. And they're very comfy and nice. wire free. And they're very soft. And I've heard that once you start like wearing them and washing them and stuff, they get softer. Uh-huh. So I'm very excited about the whole situation. I love it. And I got that. one of the cute, like, calico print tank tops. I was just looking at that. That's very cute. They also have toddler sizes. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> you know, I just, oh my God. They're so yeah. cute. They're so cute. Um, yeah, so I've been pretty happy with that. I'm glad they're, like, I know it's not, they're not uh, a fancy design or anything like that. And they are kind of expensive, but they're like high quality. They last a long time made of good fabrics and things like that so uh, I feel like it falls along the line of like sustainable clothing situation yeah for sure um yeah so I think there's some other options out there I think somersault which generally makes is known for making swimsuits I think they're also making comfy bras Mm -hmm. and then I've heard that also Everlane is also making comfy bras I love that I also really appreciate ARC because they are definitely size inclusive. And in all of their promotional stuff, they have many, many sizes shown. Yeah, I'm loving the models and mm-hmm. the like, no, there's no retouching on these models. Like, they're real bodies. Yeah. Tons of diversity here. I'm super into it. Yeah, I really like it. I really like the company a lot. So. Yeah, I some so it's actually very surprising to me that I have not been getting any ads for them because usually you and I get ads to very similar things. So I think it's just because I haven't mentioned it to you before. So now that we've been talking about it, I I'll see it looked at the website. It'll be everywhere. Yeah, I'll see it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. No, this is this is adorable. I love this. We'll link this in uh, in the show notes as well. This is definitely worth checking out. Do we have anything else we'd like to complain about with bras? I don't think so. I, actually, I feel like you just you just segged us right into our joy for the week. Excellent. I love joy. I love I love joy. Is is anything besides your really cute and comfy undies bringing you joy this week? Yes, actually, because I pre-ordered myself a book like a few months ago, and I forgot about it, and it arrived today. I love it when that happens. It was so great. I was so happy. What book? Uh, it was Nadia Bakes. Oh my gosh. Well, that is fantastic. I will be flipping through it next time I am at your house. I promise uh, yeah. not to borrow, steal it slash borrow it forever like my husband <laughs> has done with your Kenji it's Lopez. Fine. I have many books that I do not look at almost ever but I opened it up and I started reading it and the very first recipe I want to make so oh my gosh good sign <laughs> love it love that so much what is bringing you joy um right before we started recording um Alex had gone out to the garden and to water it and you know check on our tomatoes and stuff and he brought in a tomato I actually think a bunny rabbit had taken a bite out of it um so he brought it and rescued it and just, like, cut off the section that the bunny rabbit had taken a bite off of. Because um, mm-hmm. the rest of it was perfectly fine. And then Eden, Eden and I proceeded to sh- take turns taking bites out of it, like an apple. <laughs> and just, like, sharing it back and forth. Which is low-key a parenting moment I've been, like, really looking forward to. <laughs> like, I just love <laughs> fresh summer tomatoes. Like, when they're, especially when they're straight from the garden they're still warm from the sun like that is the best tomato is the one that is straight from the garden still a little warm oh 
so perfect. And so like just sharing that moment with her and she was so into it. Like she kept, she would take a big bite and go, mm. <laughs> she'd like get really excited and want another bite. It was so delightful. I have not uh, progressed to the point at which I can just take bites of tomatoes like apples, but uh, I'm getting, I'm maybe getting close. We'll see. <laughs> I've been doing that since I was a kid, so. Yeah, it's not, my parents used to do that where they would just like get the tomatoes from the garden and, and slice it and then put salt on it and just eat it. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? No, Gross. that's the best. I have a very poignant memory of my cousins and I at my grandmother's house, she used to have this huge garden and I just have this very poignant memory of us like one summer just like laying in the grass next to the garden just like stuffing our faces full of tomatoes straight from (laughs) the plants and like it was it's just like one of my favorite like growing up memories so I just I just love tomatoes so much (laughs) you are full of lycopene I have just got tons of lycopene so (laughs) that that's what's bringing me joy today that is lovely. Maybe you can win an Olympic medal in tomato eating. Oh, I, you know what? Maybe we should talk about that next week and see if that could be a possibility. Weirdly, we already have our friend Ade lined up to talk about the Olympics. <laughs> That's right, guys. We are bringing back our friend Ade. She is an expert in many, many things, and one of them is the Olympics. So she's going to come and talk to us about them so in the meantime leave us a review on apple podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform you can also follow us on social media at irsi podcast or send us an email at i'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com we love to hear from our listeners bye